0: Hello everyone, and welcome to the Story X Story podcast, where we discuss stories across pop culture, plus give you advice on creating your own. It's episode number 17 on Sunday, the 1st of March. I'm your co-host and Mayamada co-founder, Nigel.
1: I'm Tazi, streamer and co-host.
0: Uh, Gina is uh, absent today, so I'm going to be stepping in and trying to produce the show. We'll see how it goes. Gina, I apologize in advance. Uh, Today, we have uh, two guests with us. We have actually two returning guests with us. We have, first of all, uh, Gary Swaby, who was last seen on episode number six. Hello.
2: Hello. Good to be back. Um, I definitely want to thank you for inviting me back again. Um, Hopefully, that means I did something right the first time to to be coming back. That's (laughs)
0: Yeah, you definitely did something right. So, welcome back. And we also have with us uh, one half of the Manga Forum podcast, Lara.
3: Hello! And I I think the same as Gary. Thanks for having me back. Uh, It's always lovely to chat
0: with you guys. Yeah, no, it's good to have you both. You're very relevant guests this time because uh, we're going to be talking about the uh, manga All You Need Is Kill. So... Obviously, the manga forum this is your area of expertise <laughs> uh, and gary was uh, Gary was with us when we talked about the film that was inspired by the manga so it all it all makes sense mm. um so for everyone listening, you can subscribe to us if you're not already subscribed through. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, Google, basically everywhere that you get your podcasts from. Uh, You can send us feedback and questions to MyMatter, let me try that again, to feedback at MyMatter.com or on social media, MyMatter on Twitter and MyMatterTees on Instagram. Uh, Before we get into all the uh, story talk, we're going to just do a little catch up of what's been happening in the Maya universe. So a few things going on at the moment. Uh, I mentioned, I think I mentioned the last episode, that we have a new manga. I hope I did. Uh, so Hot Lunch Volume 1 is out. What we've now got is Hot Lunch Volume 1 Collector's Edition just wrapped up so we had to finish up a few bits of um i guess bonus content so typically when we do a uh, a volume we also do a collector's edition and the collector's edition features the same story but also uh, some bonus content as well as a so the bonus content is uh, notes like commentary and sketch pages from the artist commentary for myself and then we also have um, a bonus story, kind of like a behind the scenes of the Maya Madder universe. So that's going to be uh, available on our website.
3: That's so cool, Nigel. I want it.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Wait, did you not know we did that?
3: No, I didn't. I didn't know it had See? all those bits from like you and the notes and stuff like that. That's really cool. I saw okay. it on Instagram that you had the new one out, but I didn't realize that. Sorry, I must have missed that.
0: Oh, that's really cool mention on the broadcast. so see that's why we mentioned all these things because people
2: don't know uh what we do um wait so, so yeah, is, is can... that is the collector's edition limited as well or can like anyone get it oh
0: thanks gary actually i forgot to mention that see this is i knew there's a reason why we got you guys on so <laughs> uh everything i said was true but i forgot to say the Collector's Edition is limited to 75 copies. So oh, we do one one, and then when it's gone, it's gone. So I actually don't have a copy of the Collector's Edition of Samurai Chef. Uh, Lau has. And I've got a copy of Sirius, which I actually think is Lau's copy, but he doesn't know that. Uh, he will <laughs> listens to this. Um, so, yeah, <clears throat> the uh, Collector's Edition is available online and will also be available at upcoming events I think Uh, depends what the print schedule is like but we do have a number of events in March Uh, we've got the Deptford Literary Festival on the 14th of March which is in collaboration with an organization or two organizations uh, one spread the word and two roundtable books we're going to be doing a, a Uh, A workshop for young people aged 8 to 12 and we're also going to be selling our manga uh, throughout the day so we're gonna put that link in show notes so if you're interested you can come down it's a free event so just come and check us out Uh, after that I think the very next week I'm going to be traveling to Birmingham for MCM Comic Con where I'll be in the Comic Village on March 21st and 22nd so Saturday and Sunday again all our stuff, uh, well, as much of our stuff as I can pack into a suitcase and um, travel over with. It's going to be in the Comic Village there. Uh, and then to end out the uh, the month, I will be doing two talks at EGX Resed. Uh The first one will be creating your own job in the video games mm-hmm. industry or something along those lines uh, that's going to be in the uh, career fair stage on the 26th of march at 12 uh, p.m and then the next day on the 27th of march i'll be in the fringe theater at 1 p.m talking about video games and storytelling and whether video games can tell good story spoiler alert they can but <laughs> come anyway and uh, just hear how that's been- i pan out
3: that's the end of your talk. Like that's pretty much it. Can they tell tell good stories? Uh, yes. Thank you very much for having me. Uh, goodbye. Good
0: night. That's pretty much what I've got so far for my <laughs> for my talk schedule, um, and yeah, that's all uh, that is going on with my mad arts so far. So yeah, Tanya, over to you.
1: Awesome. So the next section, one of my favourites, is uh, we get to hear about what our guests are watching, reading or playing. Um, So we will start with um, you, Lara, to put you on the spot. (laughs) (laughs) Fine. Um, So I think
3: it's been a really amazing February for the Manga Forum, for sure. So we've just come off the back of going to the manga gym and competition which was in the middle of February and we were very honoured and lucky to be invited to do kind of like an interview podcast interview live podcast um, with the judges. So our intention was just to grill them so that we could then pass on tips for future winners uh, what makes a good story because it's just, as essentially, we think that that's what the manga Jimin is about. That's what the manga forum is about. It's what is kind of running theme for both of our institutions, let's say. Um, so it's just been really good. It was really fun to read through those comics, all the um, the entrants, and we were really lucky to interview the winner as well, uh, Tori. Follow her on Instagram. Her she's Tori.Echo, I think. Maybe there's no dot. Tori Echo. And she won with a really nice short form story about kind of like a mechanic girl and um, a vending machine. I'll leave it at that. Um, So that was really, really good um, for kind of new material, meeting new creators and getting stories out there and things like that. It's really good. I read those. And then, um, so other than that, I haven't been watching any anime afraid i need to get back into it i said this all the time especially with all the ghiblies now on netflix i I think at least one person tells me every week i'm like (laughs) oh yeah gonna make some time for that i just haven't got around to it yet and um yeah and and picked up um all you need is kill and we'll get into that a bit later but let's just say i'm very glad i read that it's a really really Good decision, good choice on you guys. Thank you very much for introducing me to that. You're welcome. Um, I'm also really gutted that I can't attend these talks of yours, Nigel, because that video game sort of stuff is really interesting. And it's just a shame it's in midweek. That's annoying.
0: I think they might be recorded. I'm not sure, but I'll double check because I think they made some mention of that
3: nice and then just everything else though we've got a couple of conventions a couple of things going on um the ladies do comics is at the end of the month so they're a group of sort of helping drive female comic creators and they do a competition every year i'm very lucky enough to be going i'm hoping crossing my fingers and toes that i'll be able to interview some of the judges of that competition as well for our podcast. And again, I'll just do the same, try and get as much information out of them as possible <laughs> so I can pass pass information on to other winners. And that's going to be really fun. I, th- I think I've met some really cool comics creators, London based, but from all over the UK, um, who, you know, kind of different messages as well. It's not all female based, it's just all different messages. And it's a really fun event. Can't wait. That's all my stuff for much, I think.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Awesome. Um, So, Gary, what about you? Is there anything in particular that you've been reading, watching or playing?
2: Uh, Quite a few things, actually. Um, I won't go into detail on all of them, but um, at the moment I'm reading two things. Uh, The first being uh, The Da Vinci Code. Uh, I've never seen the movie and this is the first time I'm uh, reading the book. Ooh. And um, it's a religious thriller, and um, it's it has pretty controversial themes, so mm. I won't go too deep on them because I don't want to upset anyone. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I'm, I'm currently reading that, and I'm also reading uh, another manga which I started reading after All You Need Is Kill, um, and this one is called 20th Century Boys. And it's uh, written by, written and drawn by Naoki Urasawa. I hope I'm saying that correctly. Um, and this is kind of like a sci-fi mystery manga. And it's about a group of boys who, um, it, it kind of starts when they're young boys. Like, I guess, sort of um, primary school age. And uh, they come up, they, they basically like, they hang out together and they make their own secret hideout and everything. And they come up with this crazy um, story slash plot, which kind of involves um, some, you know, mysterious force threatening all of humanity. And it's up to them, basically, to kind of save the world. Um, So then the the story goes ahead in time to when the boys are growing up and everything. And uh, they actually start figuring out that a lot of the things they came up with in that story is coming into fruition in real life. Um, And it then becomes like a mystery of them trying to find out who's orchestrating everything. And how far it's actually going to get, because um, you know people are kind of dying and disappearing, and uh, strange things are happening. So it's it's a, it's, a, it's like a thriller slash mystery. Gareth, um, yeah, I'd
3: say um, it's I think it's Lexa's favorite uh, manga of all time. I'm going to speak on her behalf.
2: <laughs> oh, really? okay. But
3: it's such a shame that she can't be here with us today because she loves it, and I remember her thinking because we read it for one of our first podcasts in sorry, just got something in my throat there. Um, it was one of the first one of the first books we read as part of the podcast. And she really didn't wasn't interested in it to begin with because it was my suggestion. And then right. I'd read maybe three volumes and she'd read the entire series <laughs> in the month. So when it came to recording, she was like, Yeah I've read it all. It's it's brilliant. I think it's one of the best things I've ever read as well. I yeah,
2: like, I'm already on volume two of it. Yes. And Sorry, I I'll cut someone's,
1: you off. No, it's I think someone suggested this to me. I just like the name like rung a bell in my head. And then I was like, this is sounding like somewhat familiar. <laughs> and I feel like someone recommended it to me. And I just take so long to get around to everyone's recommendations. I think
3: yeah, and the thing with 20th Century Boys for me is it's there's quite a few volumes. I can mm. I don't even know how many, but it's one of these ones where you do need to commit some time and money. And Lexa did buy. I think she bought quite a few. She didn't buy the others, and um, but she absolutely loved it. It's it's worth the money, just if you you need the time, you need to commit some time. There's also 21st Century Boys, which is the follow-on um but it is good it's a good one it yeah, sounds freaking
2: <laughs> yeah i'm i'm actually a fan of this writer as well cuz i read his other series called monster which mm. is also really good
3: fabulous uh, did you see the exhibition last year at the japan house
2: no i didn't actually oh, i i didn't even like good. hear about it at the time
3: Oh, I'm so sorry.
2: <laughs> I, <laughs> wish I did. Really it was like that,
3: isn't it? Yeah. Oh no. I, I, I've, I've missed things before like that as well. I know the, I know the feeling. But it was, it was super good. He's brilliant. And there's another one of his works. Oh God. Why? My brain is a sieve tonight. Um, but he's a fabulous writer and artist as well. My cousin actually went to one of his drawing masterclasses when he was in town last year. And he's just a pro, absolute pro. But his piece of advice to my cousin was, just look at what you want to draw and
1: draw it. <laughs> mm. <laughs> he's just yeah. that good. Yeah,
3: it's
0: straight <laughs> straightforward <laughs> advice. Simple. Why can't you do that?
1: Right? That doesn't quite work for me, but um, I, I <laughs> like it. Um, but yeah, no, that sounds like a really good manga. And um, I feel like I might bump it up on my uh, recommendation list.
3: I can definitely recommend uh, there's a lot of libraries in the in London that will hold it so I first discovered it through my library group because I'm part of a graphic novel part of the graphic novel London graphic novel network which hosts meetings in libraries across Mm -hmm. London and I'm part of the Brompton group and they have 20th century boys yeah. So definitely check the libraries out as well if you're not if you're not you know sure about committing to actually buying a copy. Definitely. I always want to advocate the libraries.
1: Yeah, I know libraries are actually really underrated for manga because <laughs> yeah. uh, I like I've started a few uh, mangas thanks to the library mm. uh, having them available. Mm. Uh, so yay libraries for having manga mm. and graphic novels! Please do yeah. do check it out. Um, so yeah, and then uh, I've actually been well, I've bit, I've watched, I completed it, uh, *Carol on Tuesday*, um, which is a Netflix show, uh, Netflix Netflix anime, um, and it is uh, it's a very easy to watch, um, and at first I would have described it as lighthearted, but it gets really deep in the second part. Uh, so there's 24 episodes uh, all together, split into two parts, um, and the first part is very much sort of introducing you to everyone, uh, and then the second part uh, sort of highlights more of the global issues. Um, for the universe (laughs) in which they're in Um, so it's actually based on Mars uh we've colonized Mars and uh there is now completely different politics on Mars um and they have like immigration issues and it's very relevant uh but set in the future um uh there is everything sort of like AI orientated. So um, the premise of the story is actually uh, the two girls are musicians. Um, They write and compose all their music themselves in a world where AI takes a lot of the load of creative music. Uh, So AI writes most music um, in the current climate. Oh, Uh, that's cool. Yeah, it's really interesting because they kind of like are the only ones really writing it themselves. And they're just these two girls that have happen to meet each other through different circumstances. Uh, So one of them uh, has come through a different path and she like sort of lives on her own, has to work a part-time job. uh, And the other one comes from a wealthy family um, and has run away from home uh, because she just doesn't feel like she fits in there um, and has a load of issues around that. Um, And they've met each other in this world of uh, just, you know, um, circumstances. Um, and they've started writing music together Um they get a they sort of meet these different characters on along their way um, and you sort of hear everyone's background. Um, and then a uh, sort of it's all building up to a moment. So like it, the way it's narrated, uh, sort of like, you know, it's building up to a moment. You don't know what this moment is, um, but it's great, but it gets really, really emotional. Like the last few episodes, I just had constant tears, but in a good way like, in a very good way. Like, there's some sad bits, uh, and some low bits, uh, but it's beautiful, I guess is the best word to describe it. <laughs> and the animation is great, the music's great. Uh, if you're a music person as well, there's so many references. Like, I know most of them probably went over my head. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, it's really good. There's loads of different genres of music in it as well, and uh, yeah, brilliant soundtrack as well. So yeah, um, <laughs> Nigel, what about you? Uh,
0: so I've been watching *Gurinlagen*, which <gasps> yeah, yeah, I feel that's the appropriate response to that. I, I I don't need to say anything more. Um, so I was this last year. No, I think it was January, like early January. I uh, went to watch uh, Promare in the cinema mm. uh, and then with, by the same creator and then had to sort of go back and watch uh, Gurren Lagann. And I'm on, I've, I've almost finished it, it's 27 episodes. I'm on, I think I just watched 25 uh, earlier today. And it's so, it's a story where sort of people, sort of mankind, Um, are are underground, so people are forced to live uh, underground for a reason that sort of uh, becomes, I always explain later on, but you've got these villages, so underground villages and the story centres around uh, a boy called Simon, or Simon as he's constantly referred to in the show, uh, who is just your average kid lacking some self-esteem but he has his sort of older brother figure, uh, Kamina, who is like a sort of very assured, very confident uh, guy who has this dream of getting beyond the beyond the, the village, beyond the underground to this, this world of uh, skies um, and the moon. Um, so he doesn't get on with the leader in the village. And then uh, Simon is digging so that's i think that's his job or at least that's what he likes to do he finds comfort in that uh, and he comes across a, a drill shaped key um which he then finds sort of is the key to a small kind of mech uh robot and he takes control of that and then at that same time uh, a larger kind of uh, mech robot crashes through the ceiling of the village and starts attacking things. So uh, uh, Kamina is like just trying to take it on. And then um, this uh, this girl comes across Yoko and starts, she knows what she's doing. She starts attacking um, the, the giant mech. So you've got these three characters who then are led to their outside world, basically, and go on this journey to Uh, take down the uh, the Spiral King who's the one that is controlling all these uh, beast men who are keeping people underground by attacking them constantly and it's just a it's it's really good (laughs) I don't know how to I don't know how to kind of dig in deeper without spoiling too much but it just has this I don't know it just has this energy about it and it's very like there's a lot of anime whose the the core theme is just like never giving up and sort of always keep going uh and i th- i think i'm just a sucker for that i just <laughs> like that uh, i also like the fact that y- you tend to get an anime and manga where the the character you think would be the main character in a in a western uh comic car- or cartoon would be someone like uh kamino who's just a sort of assured um character uh, where simon is just very unsure and very kind of needs to be pushed and um yeah just encouraged to be the person he eventually uh, mm-hmm. becomes but i like that they actually focus on uh the, the character like simon and he is actually the main character uh, and without spoiling anything I just, I just like to see the the journey of the characters they meet along the way and where mm-hmm. where everyone ends up and it it Yeah, it's just just great. I don't want to say any more because then I'll just like start talking about it, giving things away. But Mm -hmm. I highly recommend it. I'm still two episodes uh, to go. So unless they completely mess up, which I don't see happening, um, this is just, yeah, a really good show.
3: Yeah, it's one of my favorite animes of all time. And um, my cousins and I have talked about it at length because we think it's one of the only animes ever – with a satisfying ending
1: mm.
3: it's, or where you feel like it, you feel like it's okay.
0: <laughs> okay. Um,
3: but I have, I have, you endings know,
0: are hard. So yeah, that's a exactly. no small thing.
3: Um, and we, yeah, it's just, it's just, it's one of the best. I, and I think what you said about energy as well, it just, you love the characters. You want them to succeed. You want them to push through yeah. and it's great
0: it's just it really is it really is um so yeah that is that that is what i've been watching Um, i
3: envy you that you're watching it for the first time because i remember watching it for the first time as well and just being i think it's really bingeable as well so i would just i just went for it i think i may have watched 10 episodes in a day or something like that
0: yes so i'm i have something in my brain that doesn't allow me to binge but I have watched multiple episodes at a time. For me, like three mm-hmm. episodes at a time is bingeing, so
2: um,
0: that's a a big thing for me. But mm-hmm. yeah, I've been really impressed with it. Just it hits all the story beats, and they, like you said, the characters are um, very empathetic and in some cases lovable. And the yeah, the pacing is good. The just yeah, it's just good. Just watch it if you haven't seen it. Go go watch it after you finish listening to this podcast.
1: Yeah, the- kind of
2: want to now. Yeah, I, I,
1: I want to watch it again like Carol on Tuesday, so I'm like I'm ready for a, another anime that's you know, contained. <laughs>
0: yeah. And that's yeah, it's con- I, I love containment <laughs> in, in my anime. So um Wait, so yeah, do you, you have is... it on
2: um do you have it on Blu-ray or something or are you watching it on a streaming service or
0: uh we do not need to go into the specifics of how I acquired <laughs> a, a show. Just just know Fair that enough. it's out there and okay. uh, just go and watch it however uh, however you can. Moving on. <laughs> um, yeah. So yeah, we're gonna get into our uh, main story discussion. And today we're gonna be talking about the manga, uh, All You Need Is Kill, which is a manga adaptation of a light novel by uh, Hiroshi uh, Sakurazaka. And has been illustrated by Takashi Obata, who um, has done some uh, yeah, does done some good stuff. Death Note, yeah, yeah, you might have heard of that uh, little manga called Death Note. Um, so yeah, so naturally the artwork is really good, and I'm sure we're going to be talking about that um, in a second. So um, just a spoiler alert for not only this show but the film adaptation that it also inspired, Edge of Tomorrow. Or live die repeat which I think it was renamed to um, a film that uh, Gary was also on the story x story episode 4 uh, and we all thoroughly enjoyed so I'm gonna go into kind of like a, a recap of the story but before I do that just quick impressions from everyone on how you found the story
1: Okay, I'm going to go first then.
0: That's um, oh, yes. yes. <laughs> to everyone, sorry. Say <laughs> it all at once. Yeah, yes. everyone, everyone, Chaos.
1: Um, oh my God, so I was not... It. I thought I'd read this and be like, oh yeah, you know, I've already watched the film, sort of inspired, the film that's inspired by it. Uh, there's not much more it can give me I'm sure it'd be good but I don't know like how much more it will give me and it's so good I like Nigel actually lent it to me um and I was like oh it might take me a while to get through this uh no I finished it that day (laughs) (laughs) so that's just my impression of it I couldn't put it down
0: (laughs) yeah I get that how about you Laura
3: I feel exactly the same um where I was I was a bit apprehensive And then I read it, and then I couldn't believe there were only two volumes. I could have read more. I could have, I could have, they could have made more money out of me if they really wanted to, because I I felt like, yeah, it was great. Very, like, easy, fun, good read.
0: Cool. Um, Gary, have you got a
2: similar take? Yes, I know which is going. (laughs) No, um, for me, I, I, I was kind of reluctant also to, like, check out the, the manga because I thought maybe it would be, you know, exactly the same as the movie, kind of, like, beat for beat, the same. But um actually, like, I much preferred the manga because it, although it was like a more concise story and it was kind of very short, even though it's like two parts, um I feel like it 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 just it just felt more impactful um it had more of a lasting impression on me than edge of tomorrow did even though edge of tomorrow was a, was a good movie too um but yeah this this just kind of blew me away um the the, the only thing the only gripe i had was with the abrupt ending but mm. besides that like the, it was a perfect manga for me and i okay. enjoyed every moment of it yeah, I
0: I feel I have nothing much to add because I just agree with everyone. So I think this is going to be a uh, a good sort of loving type of um, discussion happening. But I will say, and for people listening, this is going to be a recurring theme uh, of me saying that uh, I don't binge things and it applies to uh, shows. It also applies to um, books that I read. Uh, I read a certain amount and then something in my brain just goes, do something different after a while so the fact that i read this in uh, uh i think like two or three days uh for me that's that's something because it just means <laughs> I, I i was able to not be distracted and just like focus on this thing um so when i first got it <clears throat> i picked it up and i i'm not gonna lie i didn't notice the size of it and i thought oh, this is gonna take me a while to get through but when i started reading it i was just just flicking through pages and just like Mm -hmm. every so often just stop to admire the artwork and just like go through the story so it was a really easy to read and uh to gary's point about the like the story and the differences between the 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 book and the the film i kind of i appreciated both what it did but yeah the the book does kind of go into in a different direction which i wasn't expecting but really appreciated the way uh, they did that and what it said about um, the story uh, itself. So yeah, I was super impressed by this and definitely looking forward to sort of getting into uh, some of the, uh, some of the topics, the deeper topics. But before I do that, I will go into a uh, quick recap of the story, which is slightly different than Edge of Tomorrow. So um, pay attention. Uh, So, Um, Just a quick recap of the story. Uh, KG Kiera is a new recruit in the United Defense Force who are losing the fights against the mysterious Mimics, aliens who have laid siege to the Earth, terraforming the planet for their own needs and leaving it inhabitable for humanity. Uh, KG appears to be killed on the battlefield after his first encounter with an unusual-looking Mimic, but he then wakes up to find he has returned to the day before the battle. The process continues and Keiji finds himself caught in a time loop as his death and resurrection repeat again and again. Keiji's skill as a soldier grows as he passes through each time loop and multiple attempts to escape the situation. He soon realizes that his fate is similar to Rita Vitaski, a famous and extremely skilled soldier in the UDF. Rita eventually eventually confides in Keiji once she realizes he is going through the same time loop she once did. She tells him the mimics have the ability to send a signal to the past, allowing them to see the future and change their behavior in the present. Each group of mimics, there is a central nexus mimic that causes the data loop, as well as several antenna mimics, all of which signal the loop to reset. Kg became trapped in a loop as, he, as a result of contact with one such antenna mimic. To escape the loop, Kg must first kill all the antenna and then the nexus mimics but the Mimics constantly adapt to Cage's attacks. He and Rita manage to eliminate the Nexus only to have the loop reset with Rita forgetting what had happened. After telling this to Rita, she acknowledges that they missed one antenna, which they do eventually eliminate. Rita then attacks Cage out of nowhere, explaining her theory that their brains have become modified to the point where they themselves have become antennas for the Mimics meaning one of them has to die before killing the Nexus. Otherwise, the loop will continue indefinitely. Reluctantly, the two battle. Keiji mortally wounds Rita and stays by her side as she dies. Before Rita dies, Keiji confesses his developing feelings for her as she tells him to win the war quickly and prevent anyone else from suffering their fate. KG kills the remaining Mimics and destroys the Nexus. Weeks later, he is hailed as the new hero of the United Defense Forces, while silently reflecting on a sacrifice needed for them to win the battle. He then paints his exoskeleton blue in honor of Rita's memory, The End. So, um, uh, just a reminder, uh, I know Gary, you've seen the film, and uh, Lara, have you seen Edge of Tomorrow?
3: I haven't, but I've done my homework and I've watched several YouTube critiques <laughs> and I'm Good guessing enough. that's near enough the same, yeah.
0: Yeah, you get the gist. Okay, because yeah. I, I think one of the things to to start with is, is the differences in the, the manga and the film adaptations. And mm-hmm. before I started reading, I actually was just expecting the same story. So mm-hmm. it was a surprise when I saw... Like the differences, particularly with uh, you had like the way you had small differences, like the way um, KG uh, realizes he's in a loop um, mm-hmm. to like big differences in, in Rita and her backstory, that she has a backstory and in the ending, of course. So were there any like differences that um, you guys noticed that stood out or anything that you kind of appreciated in one version versus the other?
1: Yes. Uh obviously Rita is two very different characters. Mm. Yeah. Uh in the manga and uh the film. Um so I was just trying to remember how I don't think they tell you how old she is, but she's younger than people think she is because Yeah. She's under eighteen, she... isn't she? how she joined yeah
0: so she's yeah i think she's 16 or under somewhere around there
1: but um I don't, i'm not sure because at the point that he meets her she, it's been a while since she joined but she do, jo- i don't know good <laughs> but point because they a go lot... to
0: her backstory and in her yeah. backstory she's too young to join So Um, then she uses United Defense Forces.
1: Yeah, so she's using fake credentials. Yeah. (laughs) Um, but like she has a really interesting backstory, and also she's like smaller than everyone else. Uh and it's not just because she just happens to be smaller, they do make a comment that she looks like she has like a much younger body, but it's because she is younger, um, and no one knows. Um, but I think that. Gives her more depth in itself because it's like, wow, she had to go through all of this, this time loop, um, and all of this being having such a young mind and like body, like physical attributes. Meant you know, she naturally would have been uh, a lot weaker and would have had like a bigger gap to have to develop those skills and that strength. So in the movie. Is played she's played by Emily Blunt, right?
3: Yeah.
1: And yeah. I love
3: Emily Blunt.
0: <laughs> so she plays it well.
3: Yeah. But then how how is that difference portrayed? Because is she you know, because that contrast of her being in the manga, she's so young and they just don't they sort of like take it for granted say she looks young, but actually she is. Is Emily Blunt meant to be playing a younger person as well? No.
0: No She's, she's just, just not that same her, character,
1: really.
3: Yeah, she's <laughs> right.
0: a different P so the manga actually gives Rita a backstory or I should say Rita in quotes, a backstory, which she doesn't really get in, in the film, in the film, she's oh, really? it's just given that she's just extremely talented and uh, she has this reputation in, in the army. Um, and that's, that's it basically. She's you don't know okay. sort of her journey. Yeah. Um, so I definitely appreciate the the backstory to Rita because you, you then you empathize with her more and you kind of, you feel, her struggle and where she's come from um and then you see like what she's been through in relation to what um KG has been through uh, and it gives more depth to the story yeah I think it it makes her more
1: human as well um like I think it makes the point of her being called like uh the full metal redacted (laughs) (laughs) um uh, good save there and then like But just actually being really human underneath and actually quite a nice person. um, I think that's not highlighted so much in the film, Uh, but definitely uh, in the manga, it's like she's she's actually just you know a normal person and pretty
0: chill (laughs) and chill as you can be. Gary, Gary, you're gonna say something.
2: Uh, Yeah. So, like, uh, well, first of all, um, I agree, you know, with what um, she just said because. I like seeing that contrast um, in her character like you get to see um, her origin of you know what happened to her and her family and uh, you know you get to see the the very vulnerable part of her and then um, obviously when Kaiji first sees her um, she's this sort of very strong character so seeing you know both contrasts was was very good and um and also you know the fact that we got her backstory and um that we kind of got into her mind a little bit it made what happened at the end uh, a lot more impactful um mm. um it definitely pulled on on the feelings a, a bit more just because yeah. we got to we got that deeper dive into her character so mm. um, yeah, that was definitely we necessary s-
0: we see her like as a as a kid she's yeah, basically, a kid sort of lose her parents to the Mimics, and then take it upon herself to just destroy Mimics, which is why she wants to um, uh, join the, the the United Defense um, Forces. So, you you feel that uh, with her, and then at the end, when she, I guess, yeah, she kind of has to. I was gonna, she didn't sacrifice herself, but put herself in that position. The, yeah, you do feel that um, a lot more. Um, I also liked how. So one of the differences that uh they made for the film is there was a lot of simplification and as I kind of I get that um in a in a film you can't necessarily always go into much detail. So uh for example, how um Cage or in the film William Cage gets his is it William Cage? Or did I just make that
2: up? Uh it's Cage something, I'm I'm not sure. We'll just okay, go with just we'll Cage. Cage. <laughs> how
0: yeah, how, Tom, Cruise, how uh, Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise, uh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, how he gets the power. So he gets it from contact with uh, Mimic blood uh, when he kills his first Mimic and the so blood comes over him and uh, disintegrates him. And that's when it starts with him. So we start off the film with uh, Cage outside of uh the loop whereas we start the manga uh, with KG inside uh the loop and then he has to figure it out. And then I think another simplification was the just the nature of the mimic power. Uh so the the manga goes into I guess it, it gives a bit more uh of a sort of description to it. So the, the power comes from the antenna mimics and I think they mentioned like tachyon particles. Mm. um so it's a bit more of a complex process whereas the the film uh it was just a case of you've yeah you've got their their blood but i guess what that allowed the film to do for and it's different formats so you have to treat it differently it it set up a kind of uh high stakes so once you once the film tells you that it's his it's the blood that's given him the power and then later on, they take that away from him. It kind of lets you know, okay, this is, the, this is what's at stake. So there's a point in the film where he loses the power and you know that he can't just reset. So it raises the stakes in that sense. So I can understand uh... why they uh, made that change for the film.
3: Yeah, that makes sense because I was just thinking if, if you could get the power by blood spatter, then it's war, right? So shouldn't it just be everyone can do it? Because everyone's going to be covered in the blood sooner or later. So I was thinking that was a bit of a weak thing, but actually what you've said is makes sense. Yeah, it does. Yeah, you can take it away. Yeah, that, uh, that makes I sense. And I think in this
0: case it goes in him. It's not just on him. It's yeah. it it uh... disintegrates him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah, okay. and it still is like a specific mimic, isn't it? It's not like just any mimic. It's yeah, Still like not. a specific, oh, okay. a a specific mimic. one. Yeah. Good um, point.
0: Yeah. yeah.
1: So they have also, the omiga, think... Omega. Yeah, I think as well, like I f- as far as like adaptations go, um, I think they've done really well in it being translated into the film from the manga. And like what they've changed is like, not like, oh my god, you've destroyed the concept of this story. Um, and there's you know, the stakes are different stakes, but still high stakes, yeah. Um, and so you get uh the same sort of emotional ride just driven by different things
0: yeah mm. like different mechanics and slightly different motivations yeah um yeah
1: yeah I, I think, think... sorry I was no, <laughs> go <laughs> just gonna say I think it depends on what you attach to like some people might not feel uh will feel more or less for one over the other just because of like per- your everyone's mm. personal attachment to like what an emotional stake is for them Mm. um but it's still like a similar journey Mm.
0: yeah Uh, lara you were gonna say something
1: yeah
3: i was gonna take it down a slightly different route and how this idea of um the age difference Mm. and i think i've talked before about things like neogenesis things that read better with children essentially as cannon fodder and this is, there, also, there are quite a few of these in manga where you have relatively young kids, even, okay, 18, 19, that sort of age, going into war, and it just doesn't read into, like, a Western audience all the time. Yeah. So, there are, like, um, Neo-Genesis is the classic one where they say it couldn't be made as it is because you can't have 14-year-olds, like, yeah. moving a huge mecca, potentially dying, all of that psychological stuff yeah. and i think some i know look,
0: certain scenes in that manga you couldn't have kids do so yeah
3: exactly so i, I kind of understand why they amped up the ages and tom Cruise. I'm, I'm quite interested why how tom cruise got into this like how what made him choose didn't to he do it? have
2: a personal interest in it or something i
3: hope so that would be cool wouldn't it and emily yeah. blood
1: i think yeah. as well though um like realistically if the world was being attacked by aliens uh this and this seriously like anyone who can physically manage would be fighting yeah would be because... signed up yeah True. A, this, everyone's lives it, situation. it's like <laughs> the world is going to not exist so i like age kind of stops mattering at the point yeah. where you know the stakes are this high <laughs> like what yeah. are you gonna do if you're not fighting, you're just gonna die. Yeah. <laughs> like Exactly. There's, there's no if or, or about it. But mm. I think the uh uh so KG is also quite young as well. Like it's his first um first uh yes, battle. So yeah. yeah. Uh, he's literally a fresh recruit, like literal noob. He's <laughs> he's you know like so he's really young as well and he's it's he's new to this uh so he goes through a lot of like emotional and psychological struggles uh with you know war as you would
0: (laughs) (laughs) and even just the fact of the the whole idea of repeating uh the day and, and what that means for him so in both cases you kind of see them use it as a example to to get better and that's mm-hmm. when they're like, "Yeah, I'm gonna take this opportunity. I'm gonna develop. I'm gonna grow, and he learns." So in in the manga, he he learns from. Um, well, actually, it's slightly different because in in the film, there's the sequence where Rita trains Cage, but mm-hmm. in the manga, he oh, I've forgotten the character's name, but there's a, the a like general sergeant, War, or, yeah, sergeant, or... yeah, who who trains him, and then he eventually finds his way. You know, he's he's you know shooting mimics left, right, and center, but then realizes, mm. you know, there's not enough bullets. Yeah. So then he finds uh, Rita's mechanic to make him the, the axe, the, a weapon that won't mm. run out of ammunition. And, um, and, yeah, so he kind of gets his training from a slightly different angle. But And he, he figures it still... out by
1: himself as well. Like, in yeah, the film, good. Rita's telling him everything that he should be doing. Um, yeah. In the manga, he's, he's watching and learning. Mm.
0: Yeah. Yeah, so the film does take that step to sort of explain things, outline things in in certain ways. Um, mm-hmm. Whereas, the, yeah, the manga, you're really following the the characters kind of uh, in a dialogue in, in terms of what's happening and mm-hmm. what he can do about it.
2: Yeah. yeah his personal um, growth.
0: Yeah, yeah. I guess that's where, like, in the film, in particular, you kind of see whether you get that video game element of, yeah, I'm going to repeat this stage start, yeah. uh, mm-hmm. again until I get better.
1: There's um, one, oh, sorry.
0: <laughs> I, oh no, I was going to um, add a slightly different take on, on something else in the, in the book.
1: Okay. Uh, so just commenting on the loop thing. Um, there's one detail in the manga that I really, I just love, actually, there's, I'm just going to mention too, there's two <laughs> details of the manga that <laughs> I just love uh, that aren't in the film. One of them is uh, the writing of the numbers on the hands mm. of what oh, yeah. they're um, because, like... That's not in the film? No. No. Okay. Because um, I think that gives you a much better sense of how many loops, because we noticed a bit in the film uh, where it takes you a while to realise that, oh, wait, he's gone through a load of loops that we've missed, and you can only tell because he's, like, fighting really well and he knows where the enemies are going to be. Mm-hmm. Um But I like the hand thing. And then the other thing is the, uh, the line that she says... Um, before someone dies on the battlefield, which is ultimately how um, uh, KG approaches her. Like the small talk. The small talk. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah. That's actually Uh, what I was going to mention. Okay, yeah, cool. Yeah, There we go. Go for it. That that in particular, but then also the the wider thing, because I know it's the theme about, uh, at least the way I, I took it, as appreciating those small things, because even... In uh, Rita's backstory, it starts with her, again, I'm forgetting people's titles, general or sergeant or someone um, sort of highlighting the, the small things. And then you have uh, Rita's uh, line that uh, Tazzy mentioned. But then you also have this yeah. scene when um, uh, KG spends uh, spends the night at Rita's or, or Rita spends the night at KG, whichever, and they wake up talking about coffee. And even in the, the artwork of the, the book, you the, the manga, you get that kind of, it focuses in on, on the coffee and i talking about mm. like, have you tried coffee? And, and it's just mm. like that detail, that focus on the, the small things in life in the yeah. wide the scope of this, uh, this story about repeating the same day over and over. I yeah. kind of took that to kind of some appreciation of the small things in life.
1: There's those yeah, moments um, in the canteen as well, isn't there? So um, and they're eating the plums. Yeah. And mm-hmm. and there's like cause before that he's sort of got through a phase where he's like bored because he's been eating the same thing yeah. for however many like <laughs> loops. And um someone like comments on it and then he ends up in a fight. Uh and and then yeah and then they go to sit in opposite each other and then there's the whole thing with the way she's eating the plum and um, yeah that kind of highlights that the small things um, and the things that really sort of matter in everyday to day life that we might take for granted. Yeah. Can't take coffee for granted, guys.
3: Every single cup, take it, <laughs> smell it, like taste it. Put your tongue in it. Just like
1: savor it. Because
3: mm, yeah. you
0: never know when you will eat the day. <laughs> yes. yeah. the uh, day. <laughs> I won't
1: be because I can't drink coffee but uh, <laughs> oh, okay.
0: I'll I'd have stopped, yours but
1: yeah you have teenager.
0: mine <laughs> um, um, Gary what, did you notice anything
2: yeah so um, I definitely um, agree with you know the small sentimental moments they they, they meant a lot and um, they kind of um, it left a lot um, it, it, it showed a lot without explicitly saying it um, basically like how they felt towards each other kind of thing and how they respected each other mutually but um i will say that uh in the movie like one thing i'll give the movie a point on is the fact that that it it went deeper into the connection between um cage and rita like we saw their Mm -hmm. kind of relationship develop a bit more than than in the the manga um, yeah. and i would have liked to have seen you know more more uh, kind of uh bonding between the two in the manga that would have been cool to see before the you know the final battle that they have
0: yeah that would have added even more emotional weight to that ending um, yeah as well but w- would... what did everyone think about the ending or well, it's the ending of the manga versus yeah. the the ending to the the film.
1: I preferred the ending of the manga, oh, uh, but also you. the film opens up to like another film so <laughs> live, <laughs> which there what, will be the 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 sequels called live, Repeat, Repeat or no live die, yeah. die repeat repeat
0: something like that.
1: yeah, <gasps> so I appreciate the ending of the film for the fact that it's not really the ending. Uh, <laughs> and then the manga is a standalone story i feel like it was way more heartbreaking
0: yeah it's a very yeah. complex ending
1: is there a sequel to the manga
3: no 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 and he hasn't written like even the short novel there isn't a second one right so they're just I'm making the a second, second movie point. out of nothing
0: that's yeah. a good point i didn't yeah it's fully the... consider that yeah
1: I'm going to look at it now.
3: Yeah, look at
0: it now. I was going to
1: say as well, I would fully appreciate uh, an anime adaptation of this with lots of overs to fill in all the in betweens. That'd be great. I
3: think there were definitely a couple of maybe I'm just thick, but there were definitely a couple of questions that I wouldn't mind knowing. One is that I thought so he can't control when he he, it's every time he dies,
1: he loses that. So mm-hmm. she can control it because she got she loops back no. in the shower.
0: no she couldn't even
1: they have to like get so there's the point that they have to get past that like section of time they're looping through right by yeah. killing the specific mimics or whatever um and then there's the other thing of the headaches yeah so the headaches get to a point where they're like crazy strong and then I think there's a point where. Uh, occasionally, just collapses or something, right? The headache just gets yeah. really strong, and that's strong. because
0: their brains are being changed mm-hmm. by the process in the manga. Yeah, yeah.
1: But I, I don't think. believe she can actually. She doesn't have like control over it. So okay, maybe I'm I miss that part. But so I did think it
3: was funny that he wakes up in bed and then she wakes up in the shower, and then there's mentioned somewhere about it being a thirty, um, thirty-hour time loop. So they can they can loop within thirty hours. Something towards oh, the very end. That. Yeah. Oh yeah. I... So I guess it's just general little confusion things that if they went into a little bit more kind of detail, maybe then I'd understand it a bit more. Yeah. Oh um, uh, wait. So that was
1: like they if once they go past thirty hours, they can't loop back to that. So they, it's within that thirty
3: hour time frame.
0: But then they would <laughs> yeah. die within that thirty hours.
3: But then if he, he was always back in bed every time so I'm guessing yeah. he didn't do the 30 hours, but he'd just loop back into bed. But if he had, if he had the connection maybe I'm reading too much into it as well, right, but if he had the, the connection <laughs> with the uh, antenna uh, mimic when he killed it for the first time, why did he loop back to bed? Riddle what? me that.: <laughs> And why is she into the shower? Is it um, just wait? Does it
2: or her loop? Wait, I don't so remember the clear shout. up one thing for me uh, quickly because um, yeah. I can't remember. But is is Rita still in her loop when they both fight the server, w- or when they're they're both mm-hmm. trying to find the server? No, I think she's. Or is she out of her loop?
0: Broken out. Okay. I think she, she's broken out, but in so she understands what KG's going through. But in because right. they do mention that like both of them are have become antennas. Which is why one of them has to die. Okay, so, so I think she's still an
2: antenna, but she's not looping, right? It,
0: I th- yeah, that's what I think.
2: Okay. Yeah, oh. but
0: to the point about so, yeah, the he... bed versus shower, oh. that I'm not sure about, other than. I s-
1: just want to paint, like draw
3: her yeah,
0: yeah, I yeah, think it
3: depends
1: like, I on. Anchor, I, think. Hmm. I think it depends on the. Uh... I'd need to go back and check it like what that shower scene is because if it's his loop uh then it's just from when he wakes up
3: i'm flicking through it now because she first realizes and she's in the shower that she's looped back but she kills the mimic um and that's how she like unifies with it right that's how she her brain is changed because she kills the antenna mimic Because
0: of the 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 contact with the tachyon is it uh, particles or Mm -mm -mm. whatever that was. That's the thing that triggers that for her, and it starts the process of her uh, becoming or both of them becoming uh, essentially antennas. I found
1: the page where she's in the shower. It Ah, says thirty hours before I went into battle. Question mark. So. She just happened to be in the
0: shower. <laughs> in <their heads. laughs> just a convenient a convenient, convenient spot to start yeah. I've just got it, guys.
3: Yeah. So the mimics are moving time, right? And they just move her yeah. back as well. So yeah. they want to go back as far as they can so that they have the most time to reinitiate the, the fight. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm getting it. I'm getting it.
0: it benefit, ultimately. Yeah. And these two are just caught up in it. Mm.
1: And I don't think the mimics are. F- I don't think at first the mimics are aware when someone enters the loop. They just, they only clock on like later when the and headaches when start getting stronger. Yeah. yeah. So think... he's,
3: he's actually dying, but then it's with her loop that he goes back into bed.
1: No, that's with his loop.
2: That's, yeah.
1: Yes. Yeah, that's that's yeah. oh, uh, <laughs> so she's not reliving living <laughs> his loop the day is this... she's,
0: starting again.
1: she's starting fresh every non- time yeah yeah again oh wow yeah. <laughs> it's great i liked it i'm gonna yeah i'm gonna say
3: it it was good
0: so what was we'll i guess start with say gary what was your did you have a favorite part in the story um either visually or story-wise i mean the art itself was uh amazing but there's anything in particular
2: Ah. uh, uh me on the spot with that one um i mean there's there's a few uh really super detailed spreads in in uh manga where like they're on the battlefield um where kg in particular is like fighting the mimics and Mm. um it just goes into like this really super detailed kind of art style and um those like it took me like a while to just process it all and take it all in Oh, i I, afraid. I really loved those parts of it um, and that's what I love about manga because it's like you, they can fit you know they can choose to to scale down to less detail um, to kind of get the story flowing but then you you get these amazing kind of spreads that they add in that mm-hmm. you know really um, just show you so much detail and, and the fact that there's no color as well it's like mm. it's, it's its own unique form of art kind of thing you know um so yeah yeah it i just feel like
0: that every every so often just like admiring a page or uh, or a spread just just mm. visually
2: yeah yeah
0: how about you lara
3: i uh, i absolutely agree with you like even just flicking through the book now there's a there's a there's a shot of when they're doing push-ups and they've drawn every single rivet in the shoe you know the face of the, the sole of the shoe all the little bits like come on guys Ugh, just yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> come on um it's just amazing i and uh, some favorite parts i just i'm really impressed with the whole book it's it, that is one of those things where i thought it was going to be something i thought it was going to be i don't know like a mecha shoujo shonen kind of hoo-ha but i actually thought it was really interesting it's quite clever
0: mm-hmm. um, there was less hoo-ha than you were expecting Yeah,
3: and I liked how because there were a little bit. So I did think that there were some of these little sprinklings of tropes. You know how she's and essentially she's an underage, very like slight girl, and she has all this power. And then the other two female characters, the chef, which is this like boobalicious. um, Oh yeah. uh, What is why? Yeah. (laughs) But the other thing that kind of annoyed me, I think the only negative I can think of is the key mechanic. So her Rita's mechanic, mm. she's also kind of like a bumbling geek. I would have loved it if she was more of a stronger character, you know, And because they paint her as like, oh, I wouldn't have thought she was such a brilliant mind because yeah. she's bumbling. And I just, oh, I'm over it. I just, It would have been nice if that was a little bit more thought through, kind of, you know, she had a character as well, because that's a really important character to the entire story. She's like the unifying point of Rita
0: and um,
3: Kaji as well. So that's one thing. But yeah, I just, I thought it was great.
1: Thank you for suggesting it.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Tazzy. how about yourself? Anything that stood out?
1: There's so many little moments in this, in this book that are just like so well done, Uh, either written well or drawn well. Uh, it's really hard to pick something um because every time i think of something something else comes to mind <laughs> Do you know what i i really like and really give some credit
3: to as well the artwork wise how there are some mecca or some fighting mangas where you can't really keep track and mm-hmm. i think uh T- attack on titan is really bad for this the manga kind of hurts to read <laughs> it's,
2: Wow. Just, well,
3: I, I sometimes think that it's too much action going on in the panels. There's too many movement lines, too many kind of explosions. This had explosions and action lines all over the place, but I think it's to the credit of just paneling it out and using black and white makes it easy to read rather yeah. than
1: the difficult visually. And they have a lot of like blank spaces to mm. to help you kind of visually. Uh, follow it a bit better, I suppose, because I don't read much manga, but one of the things I find when I've tried to read some manga is like I look at it and I'm trying to follow it and I can't because there's so much going on that my brain's just like uh <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sure. um but yeah there's just this... oh I think it's I don't I was gonna choose a favourite moment but I can't I can't i don't know we'll okay. come back to me another episode
2: <laughs> Yeah, no, we'll,
0: we'll let that sit wait did you have another moment gary
2: yeah so um, the moment where um rita kind of forces KG to to fight because she knows that you know yeah. um, only one of them can survive like reading that bit for the first time was like wow i, I can't believe this is happening because like you can feel how thin the pages again so like you know that you're <laughs> you know that you're right quick. near the end <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so you know that no, one re- of them is probably going to die so yeah it, it
0: i think that was intense. A moment for me, yeah i imagine i i didn't see that coming so i was like wait what is she doing or like, what is happening right now mm-hmm. so yeah i think that was a moment that sort of genuinely took me by surprise but i mean speaking of rita i felt that the, there was Again, so many things I, I liked and appreciated in the story, but uh, I really liked just the addition of a a complete sort of backstory for uh, Rita, because for me that just kind of leveled up uh, the story. And when you have the moment where they both, well, uh, sort of KG kind of knows and well, Rita realizes what he's been going through and they just like connect uh, on that, that was made sort of all the better for seeing where Rita had. Uh, had come from, um, and then also I already mentioned it, but the the whole idea of the uh, the panels that kind of looked at the 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 small details like the coffee. Mm-hmm. Um, I just felt like from pacing, it 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 was good to like balance all the the heavy action with just um, we're going to talk about coffee for a bit and appreciate the small things and mm-hmm. uh, and take a moment until get attacked by more <laughs> uh, more, more mimics. So um, yeah, that was a nice balance. But um, yeah, so I think we're kind of all in agreement that this is a really good story that you should read if you have not read and it's worth rereading if you've already read it. Uh, mm. But also still a shout out to Edge of Tomorrow, which is uh, still a great film and uh, probably the best video game film that you don't know about or that you do because the bar is kind of low. But anyway, that's a, another <laughs> discussion. Uh, actually, that's a discussion for my EGX talk next month, so I'm not going to go into too much detail on that rant. Mm. Um, but yeah, if you've read the, read the manga, watched the film, either, both, uh, let us know what you think. You can send your feedback on uh, this episode story discussion, feedback at myamada.com. Uh, and you're also welcome to chuck your comments at us on social media. um so to as we get to the end of this show, I'm just gonna pull out a a story tip that came to mind as I was reading and and considering uh, this story. Um, so I was trying to figure out how to wrap this up in a in a sort of Digestible form, and I think it ultimately came to that idea of uh, show don't tell in storytelling, but particularly applied to uh, Tavita to and her and her backstory. Uh, so it kind of got me thinking. I think Gary, you mentioned it about the the development um, or possible lack thereof between the relationship um, of uh, Rita and KG, And, Keiji. and mm-hmm. as I was putting together notes, I came across a, a review by uh, YouTuber, Jesse the Reader, uh, who also enjoyed the story, but he did also comment on sort of the lack of development of their relationship and how they kind of just came together. Um, so I guess, as I was thinking about it, I was, I was thinking to a certain extent, and I think there's more they, they could have done, but to a certain extent, it it had to be like this just because of the fact of the time loop and for uh Cage, even though he was constantly seeing retail for retail was always the first time so you couldn't have that normal progression um of a relationship uh between them but i felt that the the backstory as well as just fleshing out uh, the character of rita also helped that um connection um, because you had a moment where there was a moment of understanding <clears throat> and i guess what I'm margarine is like that kind of showing her backstory um, was a technique that helped that relationship work in the context of this story because what you had is these two characters independently gaining this power that allowed them to well not allowed them, but forced them to repeat the day and going through that lonely um, process. So you see it with, with KG, and then when we go back to Rita's backstory, you see her uh, just constantly lose people. So because mm-hmm. of the, the trauma of losing her parents, you see her alone. And then when she enlists in the United Defence Force and is going through the loops, again, she's on her own because she has no one to experience this. Um, so she's at a point where she's a very lonely, and we see that, and, and KG's in this similar position. So when she realises, like, oh, actually, this is someone who is going through the same thing uh, that I've been going through. There's just like a immediate understanding. And I feel from the reader, we kind of accept it because we've seen both of their stories. So we've been, yeah, we've not just been told that, oh, here, they've both gone through it, and they're now together we've seen it. So we kind of we. I'm going to use the word empathy against so we have that uh, empathy um, for them and their situation. So mm-hmm. I guess it's just a case of when you're making your stories. And it's not a case of always showing and never telling but just knowing when to use each. So you have this idea of like, of telling in a story which is just a uh, like a fact-based method and you're just saying like you know it was a particular day or it was a particular time of day it's a very efficient way to communicate information uh, versus showing which is sort of more uh, detailed and importantly uh, human-centered so it's, it tends to be about a character um, but it does cause more detail but it is uh, more emotional can be emotional so it's just about using sort of show don't tell in the right places to help um sort of inform and add understanding to characters and their relationships Mm -hmm. um yeah so that's just something to uh to consider in your stories so if you have something that you're working uh let us know how you've kind of use show don't tell to make changes to your stories to your characters to relationships between characters um yeah it'd be
2: interesting to hear them can i um give like a little example of this uh just quickly based on all you need is kill sure um so okay. like the i think the only thing that i disliked about it was um like the ending was very abrupt after the fight between KG and rita and there's a part where it literally just says, um, you know, um, from it, it's from KG's perspective, and he just says, you know, I, I destroyed the mimic server, um, and it doesn't show it. Like we we don't see him actually yeah. destroy the mimic server. Mm-hmm. Um, it just it's kind of porn. moves on to to towards the end basically, um, and I mm-hmm. think that kind of. That was a letdown because it would have been cool to see him kind of take his frustration out on the Mimic server after what happened with Rita. Yeah, it might have been more satisfying.
3: Yeah, Um, I think that's I love this idea about um, show not tell because I I think it's a really, really good point. So it makes me want to read the short novel because I wonder how much was, you know, described in the actual novel. And when it comes to creating the manga, they had to maybe focus on areas like the characters, or getting the developing the character relationship. So they couldn't necessarily put in other parts. So that would be my next step: oh, okay. we read the, the graphic novel and see, compare the three mediums all together. Because yeah, like that, uh, like perhaps in the novel, the end scene where he does destroy the Mecca or the, the Omega. Alpha whatever it's called, yeah um, <laughs> if that's described in the book, and then they've decided for whatever reason not to include it in the manga, I wonder yeah.
1: about
0: that as well I think it is always yeah, you make that sort of compromise when you're um adapting uh, works and just general in storytelling as as to what you want to include or not, but mm. yeah, those are both like really good points, so um yeah, but yeah, let us know um what you think, so uh yeah, Tanya.
1: So we are going to go into some of what our guests are doing at the moment. So uh, we're going to start with you, Gary. Uh, so at the moment, you're writing two more books. Am I right?
2: Yeah. So um, I I put out, you know, um, a novel and a novella last year. Um, you know the the novel's called *Descendant of the Elders*, uh, Realm Blender Book One, and uh, the novella is called *Starfade*. And they're they're basically like sci-fi slash fantasy. It's like a mashup of like you know science fiction and fantasy um, put together. And like it's like a saga where two sort of different realms are colliding. Um, so I'm I'm working on the sequel. Um, to book one of Realm Blenders at the moment. Um, I'm hoping to finish that by the end of uh, this year. Um, I'm about 25,000 words into that already. Um, So yeah, I'm I'm working on that. And also um, I'm working on another novella, which is um, a lit RPG. And lit RPG is basically a a subgenre of science fiction that's Based on um, being in like a, a video game or an MMO, kind of like Ready Player One. Um, mm-hmm. So oh, cool. yes, yeah, it's, it's kind of oh, like I a story that's... about about yeah. being in an MMO, basically. So I'm I'm writing. Have you seen uh, Log Horizon? No, I haven't. I started. That? It.
0: Watch that. Yeah, Log Horizon is is basically a, it's an anime where characters are stuck in a, a video game. Really good. Okay, so is it like
2: um, sword art online as well? Is it like that? So, I haven't
0: seen sword art online, but I've been told this is better. Oh, uh, okay. I can't that's remember. Not a high that, bar. So
3: sword art online. I, th- I feel
0: that's what they said as well. <laughs> but I'm just, I'm just a messenger. This is why <laughs> I really like writing, though.
2: Okay, um, definitely send me the the name of that so I don't forget. Because um, I, I want to check it out for inspiration.
1: So. I'm definitely going to pick up both of these books by the way
2: <laughs> uh, thank you for the support I'm very flattered um, but yeah uh, that's pretty much what I'm working on um, it is hard kind of balancing the writing with like my everyday responsibilities <laughs> Um
1: so. yeah. work there you go <laughs> yeah awesome um yeah that's great i'm really looking forward to that i love anything to do with us being stuck in virtual reality or a game world um (laughs) nothing to do with the fact that i'm a big gamer or anything but
2: (laughs) yeah i'm I'm with you there (laughs)
1: um but yeah so um Laura we already heard a little bit about what you've got coming up but you want to just recap on your uh, upcoming episode and the Ladies Do Comics Yeah,
3: I really want to invite everybody to it as well I think you need to sign up on their website but just give them a look they do talks I think once or twice a month and um, so it's you know not only open to ladies it's open to everybody but just promoting female creators in the comic and zine space
1: And so that's going to be at the end of the month, yeah. Awesome. Um, So yeah, everyone check that out. Uh, We will have in our show notes links to uh, some like all the various things that have been mentioned. Um, So next up is our listener feedback and questions. But this week, unfortunately, we do not have any.
0: Um, Questions? Question us, people.
1: Yeah, we do love question us. We love hearing from you and we love your questions it opens up to even more discussion um, and we really enjoy uh sort of being being poked in different uh parts of our (laughs) brains to to come up with different sort of viewpoints of things that we do talk about on the podcast Um, so, yeah, you if you do want to for future episodes, uh, send us your feedback and your questions. You can do so by emailing feedback at myamada.com uh, or you can find on Twitter, myamada, uh, on Instagram at myamada uh or Tazzy on both for me. Uh, so, yeah, get those questions sent in ready for the next episode.
2: I'm going to send some questions now
1: I might, i might send a few as well (laughs)
0: okay not hard ones though like you know softball questions
3: (laughs) what are you for dinner tonight um
0: (laughs) (laughs) yeah 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 you know just like like yeah questions like um (laughs) cool all right so yeah thank you to our our guests for joining us for this episode yeah it's been great
2: great to have you again anytime it's been great being here it's been fun definitely Cool. Um, so, yeah, this episode
0: and all our episodes can be found where just where podcasts can be found. Um, so, Apple, Spotify, uh, all those places. Uh, you can also support us on Patreon and you will get uh, episodes 24 hours early. Uh, so, as I said at the top, we have a new manga. Uh, we also have other manga volumes within our universe of characters and stories. And you can see all of them at mymeda.com forward slash manga. We also have, uh, like I mentioned, a few events. So the year of events is is really getting started in March. So we're going to be at the Deptford Literary Festival before moving on to Birmingham Comic-Con and then ending with EGX West. And that is actually the start of the London Games Festival, uh, which is a whole nother thing. We're going to drop that in the show notes as well. So our uh, next episode is going to be the great debate where Tazzy and I are going to give our thoughts on Disney Plus streaming service, whether there are too many streaming services and their effect on storytelling. So stay oh, tuned for that. Once yes. again, our- <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I know. Be a That's good, one. Be a good discussion. Um, so, again, our email address is feedback at mymatter.com. You can send us your feedback on anything we've discussed today, and the website is mymatter.com forward slash story x uh, story. Stay tuned until next time.